What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's Lowell's hot best ball summer marches on. We got a new contest from Underdog where there are weekly payouts. Maybe we can get some more DFS bros in the best ball streets. We'll get Brian's thoughts on some optimal strategy for that contest. And then, of course, naturally, we will hop in a best ball mania four draft. It'll be number 73 for me here today as I continue my quest to stream 150 drafts. It's Lowell's. Let's go. I, does he think... I think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type <laughs> in one for yes, two for no. And let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please. Please don't do bus. Brian, busy yep. day for you. MLB streets getting the draft caddy updates going on. Are you hanging in there? Oh, I'm just fine, Pete. I got my new Lulz head. You see? Oh, I did see that you, you, you uh, ordered the, uh, the black one there. That looks pretty good. I did. I did. Look at this. I took, yeah, I Brian... took off the, uh, the little snapback logo. Yeah. You're not that hip. No, no. Ever since you called me a uh, elderly skateboard shop owner, I, I'm really insecure. <laughs> what I like about that one is it takes me back to like the color schema of the uh, the old school like '90s Colorado Rockies hats. You'd have the black and then the the purple logo there, so it's uh so some good nostalgia for me. Yeah, I like it. That's why I got it. The um, uh, so we do have a new best ball format that was just dropped uh, by Underdog that I think is very intriguing, and I was curious like your snap take at it from let's first just talk about conceptually because this one does get money back into the ecosystem one of the criticisms of best ball has long been hey who wants to tie up their money for eight nine months depending on when you're drafting this one is going to pay out weekly winners um and it's a pretty flat payout structure as well brian is a dfs bro and granted you have entered the best ball streets but as a dfs bro does this interest you this this payout structure yeah it does um it kind of makes me think more about like season long, honestly. Like I yeah. always wanted something like that in like like my, my old season long leagues. Yeah. Where you know you'll go, you'll go whatever, you know, ten and two or whatever you can go, and then you'll get knocked out in the first round of playoffs and like don't even get your money back in season long. And right, still... exactly. But then you can't do these you can't do these weekly payouts in your seat low in your in your uh in your friend group season long because there's not enough money to go around yeah then you just the winner gets like a hundred bucks and you're like shit like right. we just drained it all yeah. yeah so that i mean i think that's it's like kind of uh, combines that idea with just the best ball i don't have to do transactions and shit like that which is which i love uh so it's pretty cool i haven't really thought about the strategy aspects of it but uh it's awesome yeah it's a good idea yeah, because I guess like the whole thing is, you know, now you could, I do think it is fun. Like if you want to go into a draft and be like, I'm just going to stack up week six, like I'm going to try to build a team and you do it the same way you try to optimize for week 17, right? Where you're not sacrificing other things. You're still drafting good structure. You're still getting ADP values, all of these things, but Hey, you're just going to apply the same way you correlate week, you know, 17 with week six. And that is kind of fun too. And, you know, we've been talking about the weather stuff, right? you know, the weather concerns are far, far less of an issue at the beginning of the season too. I feel like maybe even stacking up, you know, early week one through six games before it starts getting cold or whatever could be an interesting angle there. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Play for, play for early season weather or, um, uh, stacking like, um, high, uh, Vegas line games in like specific weeks. Because maybe there's like a week where, you know, the Colts and um, obviously they stink, but like whatever, like the Cardinals or something like that, where like a bunch of teams have like higher than expected. Yeah. Vegas totals. And you could kind of stack. Maybe you can get like four or five good weeks 
of just like a few different teams. Yeah. Do you think, because one thing that I've thought through with like, as far as kind of like big team correlation bets, like where if you were trying to win the regular season prize weeks one through 14, we saw it last year, like the guy who won had multiple bets on the Jags offense, multiple bets on the Texans and basically hit kind of these undervalued offenses. Um, Whereas like if you're overstacking a team um, in the gauntlet, you know, the the uncorrelated tournaments, it's going to be really hard to advance that team because you're going to need that team to go off for like 40 points three straight weeks in a row. I wonder if this format makes like overstacking less viable because part of the benefit of being right about an undervalued team is that production spread out over 14 games as opposed to you levering yourself up to the top 10 on an individual week. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're, you're right. Or I, I would guess who knows this is another, yeah another problem to solve with these different formats. But um, I would guess that like you're trying to get that, you know, 0.01% outcome in these other tournaments. Yes. Or this one, like what, what, what do you gain by going that, that far? Uh, not in your specific example, but just kind of the mindset of like the best ball mania strategy is like you're trying to get unique and and correlated and all these and playing for specific weeks because the payouts are higher you're trying to hit this 0.01 percent outcome yep it's important um in this format yeah for sure and you know a couple other good points here race of saying is divisional stacking back i think definitely these teams that play each other you know twice and then on top of that if you're looking at what NFC South where those guys all play in dome or warm weather games against each other twice. Like I think divisional stacking really becomes a priority in this format. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't thought about this much at all, but I would definitely look for some sort of uh, Vegas total strategy where like they just, who knows what it looks like. You just have to dig into it, Yeah, but there's gotta be, some sort of subset of like teams where their expectation is higher than normal. And it's just a, like three or four groupings. You just take, take those and then, and then shoot for those, those specific weeks. I mean, this is also though, like I would get, I would, I would imagine just building solid teams is going to be like a big, huge part of your strategy here because it's so flat payout structure. And it looks like they also, have a pretty good min cash, like 50% of people get get 10 back or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty flat and you know, you, you still want 17 shots. How many weeks are they doing? Are they doing all 17? 17. Yeah. They're doing all 17. Yeah. That, that could be another thing. Like week 17 is always crazy. Uh, you don't want to be sitting there uh, in week 17 with like guys getting benched or something like that. Yeah. The, um, I was just saying here, wonder if we'll see many dupes um, because you only have to start seven players. It's still the eight quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, uh, one flex. Um, but it is a good point where because there isn't like the gauntlet element and it's just those best eight players for that week. And I, I could definitely see there being some chops up at the top um, if it's in like a really cleanly correlated fashion that that game's hit it's i would guess there's definitely gonna be some some duplication wow our first best ball don't dupe me bro holy cow i can't wait there's gotta be yeah uh the payout structure though so like if you if you dupe three times you know you still get twenty thousand ten thousand and nine thousand like yes divided by three it's not great but in the other kind of galaxy brain stuff that I think definitely makes sense. And I've been against the elite, just doing a one at quarterback or one tight end the way the, um, the playoff structure works in best ball mania. But I do agree that it's way more viable in this one where you are just looking for an individual week, top 0.01% outcome. Our gut feeling, I would also say punting a week makes a lot more sense in this format too. Like yeah. just completely punt week, whatever. Like actually make it a strategy to stack up a bye week. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Or that too. Like where, where there's going to be, uh, you know, cause some bye weeks have more teams off than others. Like 
maybe yeah. try to figure out the chalk that or the obvious players who will be bide that week and give yourself a better shot that way. But yeah, I, I, I still probably wouldn't do it, but I can imagine like all week 11, you know, like 75% of your team has a bye week, but like, yeah, you see week 11, you're going to lose, but you know, hopefully you have a better shot than all the rest of the weeks. I'll be really fat. Cause you know, one thing people always talk about is how much is ADP getting driven by week 17 correlations specifically. We will now have like a contest to like pretty firmly test against that where you'll be able to compare ADP in the weekly winners contest to ADP and best ball mania and see if there are any noticeable differences. You know, if people are actually prioritizing like bringbacks and stuff, at the cost of like ADP values. I'm trying to think if I can come up with a good example, maybe like, you know, Patrick Mahomes often going in the second round to the Jamar chase drafter. Cause they're playing for that. Whereas all the other quarterbacks have been sliding into round three. Like, I wonder if in this contest now Patrick Mahomes settles in because that like sweet, sweet week 17 correlation isn't as obvious there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the, what the data bros pull out of it. If they, yeah. and, if, and if you could translate any of it over, to the the full season yeah main um before we do yeah we got our guy travis petty in here we can uh touch on uh some dfs news is this all best ball today um (laughs) big big news third and schlong bryce morrow uh, a known high stakes player i don't believe has ever been affiliated with a dfs site maybe i'm wrong he was once um the subject of a documentary about dfs back in the day shots of him in his college dorm room building excel models he announced that he is going to be running pure filling the void left by our guy hoop at run pure sports what was your take on this bombshell piece of dfs news uh is that what you're talking about travis i'm just interested i'm assuming i assume he is assume it is yeah i thought it was i thought it was cool i mean uh uh, it was surprising to me. I didn't. I didn't know they were. Well, I guess they. Yeah, they were Twitter. Twitter friends, right? I I actually have not been kept no. in in the loop on who's friends with who uh, on DFS Twitter. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I've seen them be uh, Twitter bros a few times. So um, <laughs> that kind of makes sense. You're right there. Um, because, Sorry, I uh, lost my head. Lost my headphones there. Um. um but I was saying he's uh yeah, I think they are like uh our buddies because you know how EM2 went on run pure shows and stuff like that too. And he he's buddies with EM2. Um there I mean obviously is. the int- like the thought is whenever someone like him joins a team, is like, is he kind of done professionally playing DFS for whatever reason, right? Um and I mean, uh, I mean, another thing too is now that we know, uh, you know, how much money these guys make over at Frontier, how much is he getting? It is, you know, they're replacing Hoop with him, right? Essentially. So he's probably, I, I would guess they're probably giving him 10%. Yeah. I would be fascinated to know if he's getting equity or uh, he's getting equity, salary. I would guess. Yeah. I would, I would assume so as well. Um, yeah, that, that is an interesting, uh, thing of him backfilling behind there and yeah, just, you, you know, people getting alternate, uh, revenue streams. I wonder, do you think run pure felt the need of like, we need more quote unquote DFS star power to sell subs, you know, yeah. that they needed another no name, like people who play DFS, no third and schlong from the leaderboards. Probably some of that. Probably, I would guess he was going to contribute something too that they needed. Maybe he's doing mm. projections for him or something, or maybe he's got. A, I think he's just a gambler, right? Like, I don't think he has a real background in business. I want to say, I'm pretty sure, like, isn't I'm pretty sure Bryce was part of like the Empire Maker, like the aggregate projections cohort where they were. I want to say that that was part of it. I could be completely wrong, but no, I want right. to say I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like from a business perspective, like if he worked at some company as an accountant or something, making up a job here, they could be like, okay, you do the accounting, the projections for baseball and this and that, and here's 15% rev share. Right. You know, something like that. 
Well, the other thing that's interesting, I, I don't know Bryce's deal or whatever, but one of the reasons, right, that we inferred that Hoop was on the way out is he wasn't working as much as they wanted him to work. The implication there, if you're Bryce coming in, it's roll up your sleeves, bud. We're going to need to, you're, this isn't just some like cushy gig where you show up for three shows a week, right? right? That would be the Hoop deal. It's, it's, we need you to get to work. Yes. Yeah. Which is another reason why I think that he's probably got like 10, 15% cut or something like that, where he, he's also not in a position where he has to take this job. I mean, I would guess. So they're going to have to make it valuable attractive enough for him to join. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's probably like, he's going to have to do some work, but also he's probably getting compensated enough to, you know, make him do this. Yeah. Well, interesting uh, stuff going on over there. Yeah. I'm trying to think I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't heard much from, from Bryce in a while. Have you been seeing his name in on the leaderboards around? No, but that doesn't mean anything because once I start losing, I don't look. <laughs> like last <laughs> night, <laughs> That's last funny. night I saw my I, I wasn't doing too hot, so we're well, doing best ball mania, right? The, yeah, someone did say though that they saw you uh, ship 100k the other night in MLB. Is this true? It's true. It's true, Pete. Wow! Congratulations. Do you know uh, what's funny is I, even though I ship. 100k i have no money in my <laughs> in my uh underdog account i just had to put money in there so hopefully i joined with you uh-oh you uh you've been bleeding all your funds uh you know beta testing draft daddy <laughs> features exactly because <laughs> like i mean if there's not a four or three dollar one out i just gotta enter the best <laughs> phone we need to test it yeah. i would love to see some of your your test lineups there oh, uh yeah they're bad some of them are really bad because it breaks I know. Um, All right. We are. Oh, look at Brian and I drafting uh, here. Neck and neck. One, two. Oh, wow. One, three, baby. My influencer is uh, just my power. My influencer level is getting up there. Um, uh, Will, thank you for becoming a a member on the YouTube channel. That'll get you access to the, uh, the best ball after dark uh interview series i'm going to be having adam levitan on tonight excited to talk with him that is for youtube members um brian why don't you tell people a little bit about this new addition to the draft caddy everyone's used to seeing uh my exposures week 16 week 17 but we now have this draft capital feature here that dynamically updates as you draft um this looks like it loops your, that's your probably your last team you drafted and then it'll reset when uh, mm. the draft starts. I'm assuming we should probably change that, but there we go. Um, oh, there it goes. Yeah. It takes the draft capital chart from Leone's manifesto and just automates it all for you. So every mm. pick you take someone at whatever draft position, it has some allocation associated with it. Like, 113 points for a first rounder, uh, whatever. I, I mean, I don't have them memorized, but and then it it sums that total by position. Mm-hmm. And there's like targets that you could shoot for. We have these default targets for now, but shortly you'll be able to pick which target you want. Um, oh, did I already go? did I already go get picked? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were Galaxy Brain, uh, a non Jamar Chase pick there, uh, but then it just timed out and you took the best player. So that's that's what happened. Um, good. And I uh, keep going on the draft cap on the draft capital. Yeah, and so um, as you're kind of drafting, you could get a hold on how much, like if you do want these targets, like how much you need to concentrate and who you should pass on on specific picks to like kind of get to your minimums of capital uh, per position. Yes, and it, you know, and it's uh, actively changing. So at the beginning, it'll be bucket five for everybody because you have no capital spent yet. But then it'll update throughout it where you're at and change like the lows and highs of each bucket, so you know uh, on what brink you're you're going to be changing to the yes. next bucket. And we're going to also add in shortly from I saw you and Pat talking uh, on your show about um, what pit what what capital you're you're on at this specific pick. Um, which is a right. good suggestion because I have no idea, right? Like, you know, you're in the seventh round. Like, how many points is that worth? 
Exactly. Yeah, I think that will be a really good addition. And again, I'll do the typical caveats with this stuff. This is not a skeleton key. It is not a silver bullet. If you get in these buckets, while it does feel fun, um, it does not mean you are going to win $3 million. What it means is that this is what worked well last year, and a lot of this data is influenced on the landscape last year. So it's going to show you that the bottom five bucket for running back is optimal, meaning you spend the least amount of capital. That's because zero RB smash last year. Teams that didn't devote a lot of early capital to running backs. We've had years historically where the early running back smash that could make a year where a bucket three is um, is optimal. But I think if you look at the trends directionally, and then if you look at also Leone's findings, you will start to find some patterns that I think are helpful, which is, yeah, I should be spending less capital on running backs, or I should be in the bottom few buckets on tight ends, stuff like this. Again, a single data point like Travis Kelsey going nuclear can kind of skew some of that. But I think what's cool about this is it doesn't think about draft capital in a rigid way of like, what did you do in the first round? Like if you, if you take, you know, a running back early, but then don't use your last or then wait until your last three picks to take three more running backs, you are going to be in the bottom bucket based on draft draft capital spent. So I think it does a really good job of just capturing how you've spent in a given draft. And, and there's also like, if you're, if you're hand building, um, that it you're drafting here people if you're if you're hand building like and you don't want bucket one for wide receiver for example like nothing's stopping you from going to wide receiver you know bucket two and mm-hmm. so it will eventually show you bucket two and what numbers are the low and high for bucket two so you could still hand build however you want um uh, i shared my screen too pete if you want to see oh so my mind is yeah. is trying to set up a Joe Burrow stack, <laughs> which I don't think I'm in a good spot for that. Am I? No, no, you are. You are because Burrow, Burrow will often fall back to uh 47 here because people don't like taking Burrow unstacked in the fourth. I also, I, I could share my settings, but um, I did a, I'm doing a piss yellow <laughs> setting. It's one of the settings you could choose from on the, uh, the crane killer. Is what I'm using. So, like, the draft capital is also in, uh, like, driving how the uh, the Q suggestion works, too. Oh, so, it is now? Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's got, like, all the correlations in there and everything, too. But it, that – so, that one is, is based on bucket two, bucket five, bucket one, and bucket four. So, that will eventually yeah. have to switch if you don't like those and you want to switch tight end to one because you – like Kelsey or something like that, um, you'll be able to switch it eventually. But right now, uh, these are the default settings if you're going to use the guide me option. Yeah. And you could also a- adjust that stuff too by picking crank and purple or piss yellow or zero RB or hero RB or whatever, however you like to draft. And it, yes, it, it'll adjust within reason. And none, none of this forces it though. There's only one force option on here, and that's like what round you want a, a position like at the very least, like round 10, I at least want one at every position or something like that. Yeah. And so Brian is referencing what initially was the Korean killer. Then it got killed subsequently by underdog. And now it is the Korean suggester or uh, do, we have, <laughs> we, do we have a name for it? Uh, <laughs> um, but you can't go in here and, uh, and tweak some of this stuff. And then you will get um, those suggestions. You just have to manually click it. You can't go full machine. Right. Yeah. It'll queue it up for you, but, uh, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, and we are going to make some videos soon. Um, once these updates get rolled out, just cause I know we get tons of questions, how to download it, how to get it going, etc. So we're going to have a new website soon, some new explainers. So if you're interested or want to hop in now, feel free to hit us up, but we will have some better documentation, um, to get rolling here in the future. Yes, exactly. Um, let's recap our drafts here because, uh, we are now through three rounds. Brian from the two slot, uh, went Jamar Chase, T Higgins, DK Metcalf, a true piss boy right here. The machine version of a piss boy. I went Cooper cup, Devonta Smith. Um, I was really, I really like Ramondre Stevenson, um, ended up going Jalen hurts here. Um, to decided to stack up, uh, hurts with Devonta because normally for me, uh, I'm not getting Devonta at pick 22 anymore, whereas I can still readily get Ramondre in my rooms most of the time at 27. So decided to go with that that alpha stack there. I'm uh, 
trying to update my MLP teams. I apologize immensely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ride this heater wave, right? And you can't sit out this late. Oh yeah, you're on a roll, Pete. <laughs> um, I will see. We got we got some friends in here. Uh, I recognize Alex Berg, of course. Chipsy, Chipsy. It's been a while since you've been in a draft. We got BTFD. We got Frank Gore. No idea if that is the real Frank Gore. Taking Nick Chubb though feels like something Frank Gore would do in the early second round. That's definitely the real Frank Gore. Uh, we got uh, Kaiser Weiser with the ultimate high T start. Um, I will be really excited to see how they play out this draft. I do, I do think like a hyper fragile build like this, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre. I think if you do it right, it can work. I will be excited to see um, if they're able to to recover here and hammer wide receivers for a while. Um, they do not. They take Jameer Gibbs. Um, uh, I take back everything. I said, um, all right, I, I've been trying to get a little bit more Brandon Ayuk lately. Um, I'm going to go ahead and grab him here. Um, still pretty low on Mike Williams and Christian Kirk, but I'm completely okay with that. I uh, will take so, Brandon Ayuk. This is an interesting, like you could have clearly fucked me, right? Cause Burrow was top rank. Oh, but I would, I'm first of all, that would have screwed my team. Um, I already spent a top five pick on a quarterback. I have oh, no did bangles. you? I didn't see. I didn't. Yeah, see Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. No, I trust me, Brian. If I have a chance to screw you while helping my team, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, I think we could do something. Titans have been falling a little bit keep grabbing wide receivers i am pretty exposed to no i'm just gonna keep draft I, I just keep wanting to boost my jsn exposure screw it um brian yeah so this this team man i, I gave a glowing review to kaiser weiser here i was like cmc jt ramondre three backs with legendary upside. You can do this. And then goes Jameer Gibbs, Justin Fields. Um, this is a man who's going to be looking at Odell Beckham as their wide receiver one, which Brian, I took my first Odell Beckham share with Pat uh, the other day. So my, my bits of like taking stands and having 0%, I'm running out of guys to have 0% of this year. Oh, that's right. No more David Montgomery. Um, do you have, you have no one left? You know, I, I think Thielen, Thielen might be a guy I haven't taken. Yep. Adam Thielen is probably my last remaining okay. holdout as far as uh, is not getting that guy. Um, Brian, you did. Um, okay. So you have the, the Bengals onslaught going because you got I Chase do. Higgins, Burrow, and Mixon. Um, that's fun. And then you feather in uh, DK Metcalf in that sandwich there. Yeah, I I always worry about those kind of onslaughts because it feels like that it's their ADP is that because it fits it just fits the correlation it just fits the drafters who are trying to correlate their teams. So it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't get this guy, so now I'll take Mixon. Okay, I didn't I didn't get Chase, so now I'll take Higgins. Yeah. Like, I um I I want to get more Mixon. He's a guy that if if they don't sign anyone, if he just continues to hold on to his position as the lead back there, I do think by the end of the summer, he'll be up a couple of rounds. Um, probably be a third round pick in here, like around the Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs range. So he is a guy I want to get a little bit more of now, um, but you just got to get it in the right situations. And I do think that uh, that Bengals onslaught makes sense there. Um trying to see anything else interesting going in this room. I'm always excited to see what the Kaiser Weiser is going to do here with his build. What's Chipsy cooking up? Diggs, uh, Derek Henry, Brees Hall, McLaurin, Godwin, Marquise Brown. Fun double anchor build. Their goodness, Kaiser Weiser, this team, man. I do not know how I feel about this team. Um, you know what would be interesting is to compare how the best ball teams would have done in the – weekly challenge mm. like if there's a major difference between the strategies if it mattered mm -hmm. who might take like it? sorry ex explain that thought after you make your pick like are the team are the teams uh, 
See, I like this team. Are the teams uh are the teams that get drafted in BB? I don't know if you could test this, but like the teams that get drafted in BBM four, are they in any way like worse? Worse off? I I hate Swift. Why is this cap? Uh, hmm. It, it doesn't like Pierce because he's got the same bye week as Mixon. Oh, uh, oh, so it, it's factoring in bye week in your yeah, and you could you could adjust that slider you too. Could adjust it if you don't think it's a big deal. Just slide it down. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I. Hang on, I want to get back to your thoughts. So just those yeah. picks. So you took – I wanted one of the those tight ends there. I've actually been trying to get more Kyle Pitts lately, but Dallas Goddard on the board and I have Jalen Hurts. I decided I'll just grab the wide receiver knowing um, a couple of them will come off the board here. So I grabbed Dotson to correlate with Ayuk and then hoping one of Pitts, Goddard, come back. Goddard comes back, so now I have that double stack with Hurts. And Kaiser Weiser, what are you doing, man? Four straight running backs followed by three straight quarterbacks. Um, I don't know where that start is approved by anything. Um, sorry, but go back to your thought you were talking about. Like if you compare the um, best ball mania four teams, are they, they on average worse compared to the people drafting in the weekly challenge? Oh. You know, just like how would they perform against each other, stuff like that. Because mm. people optimizing for the playoffs and, high, you know, high upside outcomes and stuff like that, does it – like compare users to stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Think think about the tilt for whoever wins the week 17 of the weekly contest with just this nuclear team, you know, for 20,000 and then being like my, well, my score would have beat the uh, best ball mania four team that got 3 million. You know, someone's going to be saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh God. Uh, that's definitely going to happen. Or you, they'll, they'll like make a, uh, make the BBM playoffs get knocked out in round one and be like, man, if I just played this in the, in the other one, <laughs> yeah, I would want 20 K at least. I, I am. One of the things I'm most excited about for that is, you know, one of the things, the way best balls worked, right. There's really only one sweat, you know, you have your individual sweats of like, am I advancing in the playoffs? But as far as like a big communal sweat, like now you're going to have Monday night football, like big sweats at the top of the leaderboard, you know, in the same way we were making spreadsheets to look at Pat's chances of winning that week 17 game. People are going to be looking for these individual leaderboards. What are the teams that can take down the week? I do think it'll add just like a fun element throughout the year of having 17 sweats instead of, you know, just three to four weeks of sweats. Um, it's harder to FOMO in um, best ball than DFS though. You know, like because FOMO like, in, in like which that way? I hadn't I had this would have won in the BBM four, but it, yeah, you know, I, was, I put it in the other because you're not like picking the team like in DFS. You know what I mean? Like the draft kind of gives you whatever it gives you. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's the element too, like even in my example of like your week 17 team, it's like, well, that team that went off for you in week 17 wouldn't have advanced there in that if it was in best ball mania, you know, it would have gotten knocked out in week 15. So it's not a, not a one for one comparison. Right. Right. Um, all right. So I got a, a zero RB room going right here. Jalen hurts at quarterback, no running backs, five wide receivers, Cooper cup, Devonta Smith, Brandon, Ayuk, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jahan Dotson, tight end Dallas Goddard, Brian right next to me has a one, two, three, one build. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, and Kyle Pitts. I like both of these teams so far. Yeah, I think Swift, I think he's too high ranked. Yeah, but move him down. what do I know? Yeah, what do you know, Brian? <laughs> what do you know? I know who Jonathan Mingo is. <laughs> who the fuck is Jonathan Mingo? Um, all right. Uh, no wide receivers that I love here. Um, I do like Javante Williams. Going to have to find some production to paper over him. Not being ready for the start of the season, most likely, but I like having him on a team like this as my first zero RB pick. Brian, what are you going to be doing here? He wants me to take Evan Ingram. Jacksonville once again. 
Is that, I mean, um, is there any correlations there that I don't know about? No. Carolina? Yeah. Let's see, Brian, what are you going to do with this second pick? Yeah, it's going to want you to draft a receiver. Jameson Williams. Yep. Um, all right, I am back on the clock here. I've been dra- I've drafted a ton of Charbonnet. Do I want to build out my bet on Seattle or build out my bet on Washington? Don't really want to take any of these quarterbacks. Let's boost up my Gibson numbers here a bit. And we have no bring back yet on the Seattle stuff with Pitt. Um, whereas I do have this Washington, San Francisco thing going. And I just need another excuse to draft Sam Howell, who's now somehow my highest owned quarterback. And you, um, you have some pretty yellow piss, Pete. Uh, at looking at my draft capital. Yeah. Your draft capital is always up there in the four or five hundreds. I, I, I live in bucket one, baby. Bucket is that the new man? The, the the amount of like metaphors with piss boys just filling that bucket up with straight <laughs> piss, baby. I need a one, number one bucket to hold all this piss. <laughs> Are you taking Kamara? Uh, not at ADP. Um, I have 1.4% of him. Uh, I think I've taken him uh, once or twice. Someone can do that math for me on 72 drafts. Um, way past ADP. I should probably get some cheaper. Kamara, just like talking, you know, we talked through this last year, that like portfolio idea. I'm super heavy on Kendra Miller, the other Saints running back, 16.9%. I have been grabbing some Jamal Williams when he falls. I should probably balance a little Jamal and Kamara out when it, when it makes sense. Hmm. That seems pretty low for Kamara. Yeah, you're high on, on the guy who's going to get suspended six games. Well, I mean, you were telling me not that long ago that it should be fine. I was telling you that? Yeah, you're like, just draft all you can. <laughs> I, I, they, I, I mean, I, I might have blacked out if I was touting Alvin Kamara to you, or maybe I was trying to get you to donate more to the Best Ball Mania 4 ecosystem. <laughs> First round, if you can get him. Yeah, it, it is just a tough spot for him because – they bring in Jamal Williams, dude fucking led the league in touchdowns last year. He's going to have a role in short yardage and probably goal line. They draft Kendra Miller, who's a pretty exciting rusher. So I think the way that Alvin Kamara hits is like he gets back to his pass catching ways. Derek Carr just checking down the ball to him. Um, but the way they used him last year, they weren't using him a ton as a pass catcher. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like the path to him being a smash is a little thinner, but I don't mind him um at a cheap cost watch me have to take him here <laughs> this is what this is what always no you know what kaiser weiser will take camara so i don't have to for his fifth rb okay all right here's the thing i i have other stuff man i do i can i pass on anthony richardson here um i have so many other stacking options um but i never get Richardson this far. I'm just going to go ahead and take him. I feel like Richardson at this cost paired with uh, Jalen Hurts is pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it would have given me him. Probably not since I need some Mm. wide receivers. This is why I wasn't chasing Anthony Richardson off the boards because now they're giving him to me at 118. Do you know what, Brian? This is... Brian, I think we need a new piece of Lowell's merch. And we got I gotta get Leonie a, a complimentary one. Um in my store I can do bucket hats. I think we gotta get some kind of bucket hat, bucket uh draft bucket merch. <laughs> would you That's would a, you rock a back a bucket hat on the on the street? This boy bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I actually do. It's so funny because I do have um a piss boy um design that's just getting finished up i'm gonna put that on a bucket hat it's it's settled it's settled oh dk metcalf yeah stack him up with gino so i don't have to stare at gino on the board with my jsn there you go um 
All right. I did say I, I'm starting to balance out my uh, my Kendra. I'm trying to see here. Wide receivers. Is there any – Zay? If I had any correlation with these guys, I guess I could, could do Jacoby as like some kind of bring back with Anthony Richardson. Eh, just grab Jamal Williams. I need some running backs. You know, another thing about this tight end um, bucket issue where – it, it seems like, you know, you want bucket one or bucket four. Yeah. And like the idea is that Kelsey had such a good year. That's why the bucket one. So it kind of yeah. feels like just by drafting though, like you get into bucket two fairly easily. I feel right. like. And so maybe it's just like inherent in the tight end position that you're going to be in like bucket one or two. If you get these, mm-hmm. uh, these certain guys or you just take like three or four shitty guys. I think that, and that's I definitely the think way that's how it the works. position is, is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So right now let's check in. So I have a two, three, five, one build Jalen hurts, Anthony Richardson, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, Jamal Williams, wide receivers, Cooper cup, Devonta Smith, uh, Ayuk, JSN, Jahan Dotson and Goddard. So I'm in the top bucket for quarterbacks, which, um, makes sense with the hurts pick. I'm in the bottom bucket for running back. Makes sense because I didn't pick one till 94. Still in the top bucket for wide receiver, even though I've stopped at five. And then I am in bucket three for tight end, which makes sense because I only have one, but I did use a top 75 pick. And what are you? What are your buckets right now, Brian? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, just need 20 more to get in the bucket one on uh, wide receiver, and I'm pretty pretty set. But I spent I spent a little bit more at tight end than I probably should have, so it might be tough to get up there. Yeah, this is where yeah. having that suggested or how much you have this, how much do you have to spend at each pick would be helpful, because I might not have enough left to even get into bucket one at wide receiver. Right, and this is where the stuff where I'm curious what was pushing up Ingram for you. That was the pick, like because there was no obvious correlation benefits there and he was um, and you even took him like slightly ahead of ADP. I'm curious why it was shoving him at you. I don't know. It also like, there are these spots in these drafts where um, when you're drafting with sharp players that the wide receivers get eaten up and all the value gets eaten up. And so sometimes the best players at the top of the board are just quarterbacks and tight ends. And you pray to God that you have some kind of correlation to help justify it. Did I not have anything uh, with, with, well, I don't, the, the playoff schedule is also in there too, Pete. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Um, I can't remember if Jacksonville's a good, is a, they uh, play Tampa Bay and then at Carolina. Yeah. I do think they, th- so those are going to be, uh, should be decent weather spots. It's not weather yet. It's just the spread differential. Just the spread differential. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying about there? Yeah, we were looking at their schedule relative to their in. Yeah, although that that's only a small part of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it is because it it took them a couple spots ahead of other people too. Yeah, I'd have to go back to that part of the draft see who is available. Kaiser Weiser up to two wide receivers, Cortland Sutton and Zay Jones. Are they, the chat can probably let me know. They're probably just autoing, right? It looks like um, most of these picks since have been just uh, top of the queue. Um, You know, this is a spot here. I haven't, I, this seems like a nice spot for me to grab Rondell Moore. I need a six wide receiver Rondale. playing Rondale. Rondale. Um, and, Normally, I've been taking running back in this range, but getting that bring back on my big eagle stuff there, I think makes sense. Clayton, yeah, I Tune. To take running back. Yeah. So you get Kendra Miller. You get the fun pick. Yeah, I need some running backs. Well, I'm fine with this team. It seems pretty balanced to me. Um. Yeah, I think it's fine. The only pick that jumped out to me was the was the Ingram one, but I'm like looking at the board and I mean, I don't know Uh-oh. Look what else you do. Suggesting for me. Let me see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, you don't have an Adam Thielen bit. Only I have this you think Adam it's Thielen broken? bit. 
Ugh, that feels dirty. Um, I am going to go ahead and get another wide receiver in this range. Like, structurally, I should probably grab a running back um, just because that's what I'm chasing, and yet I... I don't know if I if I make that pick on Anthony Richardson, I do really prefer stacking him with Alec Pierce um, as opposed to Josh Downs later. So I will grab Pierce here and then we are going to have to recover at running back. Um, Let's see, Anthony, is the draft capital calculated based on ADP or where the player was drafted? It is specifically based on the pick number has nothing to do with ADP. Um, it would be cool if there was a way to like adjust for that, but the the point of it is more to show you have, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Right. It's assuming you're not an idiot and you're going to take like a 200th round or 200, you know, 200th ADP guy in the second round. Right. I guess what Anthony's probably hinting at is say if you get a really big faller, like it's going to show me being in bucket one for quarterback, but like getting Anthony Richardson at pick 118, I guess you could see some levels where like I would for sure, even if I don't end up in bucket one at quarterback, this feels like a bucket one based on where he typically goes. You know what I mean? So there might be some like minutia between bucket thresholds based on like a big ADP faller, but I don't think it really changes anything. It'd be, it'd be interesting to keep track of uh, your value picks though. I guess yeah. it's pretty easy to sum that. I mean, remember Davis's idea? Every time you get like a pick that's 10 past ADP, it says nice yeah. pick value hound. Yeah. <laughs> just like when, you know, we're, we're getting this just insane, like dopamine rush by doing drafts. Like every time you're on the clock, it's just like that drip, but eventually we become like too desensitized to it that now they have to add other little like validations along <laughs> right. the way. Right. Like you just completed your double stack. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Fireworks. Yeah. Um, all right, Brian, you did take, uh, Adam Thielen. You got him as a pretty nice value, right? Did he slip pretty, pretty uh, far past ADP there? What was he? Let me see. I'm pretty sure he was. His yeah, ADP is oh, five pick ADP. There you go. One thing that's funny about the draft caddy tool in a fun way is like when you click over on someone's team, like I clicked on your team and it highlighted Irv Smith because you have Joe Burrow. So the tool is actually like this snipe finder. You like click on all of your opponents and you're like, oh, so you need this pick right here. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll leave her for you. I mean, that is a second, uh, you know, something you could theoretically do, which is like track, track opponents, picks and stuff like that. I mean, that's what poker tracker did is, you know, it would use the hand histories you played in and then give opponent tendencies and stuff. Yeah. You could, you could theoretically do that too. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think some people would be pissed off about that, but like, I don't know even how much of an edge it would give you like that, like pizza piss boy. It's like, yeah, okay. Everyone knows that. Like, um, I mean, I guess like if you got like a guy who's a piss boy and you don't like recognize his name, but you drafted with him 10, 10 times yeah. and you're deciding between a running back or wide receiver and he's next, you take the wide receiver cause it's not coming back, you know? Right. What happened? This is, I mean, what, what, what is going on with these rooms? I I'm, I'm like trying to find a running back I like, and they're all gone. And then it's always the wide receivers that are normally gone are the ones that are here. Goodness. Um, I am going to grab uh, Deontay. You know what? Yeah, let's grab Deontay Foreman. You know what you could do? You could you could kind of uh, rate the room maybe. Um, Ooh. Like right off the bat, it could be like based on your your history. Like uh, you're in a you're in a you know wide receiver heavy draft. It could kind of. Yeah, that would be really fun because I do do like kind of an assessment through, I, I feel like you need to see like three to four rounds. Um, sometimes I can tell right away just by like the first two rounds, but you normally have a feel for it. You see the auto drafter here. You see a couple people who aren't going heavy um, at certain positions and you start to get 
a little bit of a vibe for it. Um, so this is a spot where I normally take spears, but I don't mind going heavy on my Eagles bet and grabbing gain while here, um, boost up that exposure and use this Eagles bet as a tiebreaker there. So through 15 rounds, I'm now to a two, five, seven, one build here. Jalen hurts and Anthony Richardson, keeping me in bucket one, still in bucket five for running back with the zero RB build Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, Jamal Williams, Deontay Foreman, Kenneth Gainwell wide receiver still in bucket one Cooper cup, Devonta Smith, Brandon, Ayuk, JSN, Jahan Dotson, Rondell Moore, Rondale and Alec Pierce. And then tight end bucket four with Dallas Goddard brick. You just took, uh, there a couple of wide receivers. One of my favorites, my most rostered, uh, player, on underdog Marvin Mims and then Rashid Shahid as a nice little value there as well. Brian, you've turned into a real value hound this draft. That's right. And a piss boy because I got in a bucket one with that pick. Mm. Okay. There you go. That that's the next thing, Brian, too, for like the uh additional signifiers of when you move into a new bucket. It's like you just moved into bucket <laughs> four. Into bucket yeah. Four. <laughs> um Justin, thank you for helping me as I derelict my uh, hosting duties. 163 watching and only 37 likes for shame. Smash the likes um, as usual because, man, I didn't even put my banner up. I didn't even put my banner up. Hang on. This is draft number 73, which means this is going to be eligible for my comment giveaway when the show's over. You can leave a comment. And that will get you an entry into my giveaway when I hit 15K subs on the channel. I'm going to give away $500 to three different commenters. And every time you leave a comment on a stream, that'll get you an additional entry. I, it is honestly blowing my mind, Brian, that on Monday, on Monday's Best Ball Breakfast, I will be halfway done with streaming all my drafts. It's insane. It's crazy. <sighs> Uh, bucket, uh, what bucket is 37 likes in that bucket Bucket five, five. bucket five. We got to get up to at least bucket three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, man, I I thought I was going to be, there was a stretch. It was the week, the week where I felt burned out and drained was when I was doing multiple of the cardio club drafts, when I was like streaming and running four miles while trying to draft and getting sweat. And I was like, I'm not going to make it through the summer. And then I realized if I just don't exercise while drafting that I can actually continue to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a smart move, Pete. I'm sure you've seen the studies, right? Where like they'll, they'll have a guy play chess while running and while not running and like the, the, the you know, the, the decline in cognitive function. Yeah. Whenever you're, and what, what, what are the, uh, so they really start to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a big decline, which I don't think you really needed a test for that, but right. All right. I need some RBs. I don't want Ezekiel Elliott. You wanted Ezekiel Elliott? No, Man, I, I got auto draft. Okay. Well, that's who I'm going to get stuck with. Um, all right, one uh, dolphin and one bear in every draft. I will continue to grab Jeff Wilson at these prices as I get to six running backs in this room. Now, Brian, you are on the clock. Uh, Ty Chandler? <laughs> Ty uh? Chandler? Yeah, it's not pretty. I can't take Chase Brown, although you you would. Why would I? Because <laughs> you're not afraid of stacking bye weeks. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah, I'm not I think, afraid I think of bye week bros. Chase would have probably been better than DJ Dallas. Yeah. Let's see here. I would like to get a bring back on my big Indiana stuff. You can generally get Michael Mayer a little cheaper these days, but I will go ahead and grab him here at pick 195. So now I got my Richardson to Pierce, uh, bring it back with Michael. And then I got my Jalen Hurts, Eagles onslaught with a Rondell. Bring back Brian, you ended up going with 
wait, DJ Dallas. I, how did I just fly over this? How, how did, how did DJ Dallas end up on this team? He must have some correlations. Oh, <laughs> Seattle, Geno Smith. That's it. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I could sign off on that one. I think if I were to take a flyer running back, it would be, um, Kenny McIntosh, the rookie. They had, uh, Patterson too would have fit. Yeah, DJ Dallas. Maybe this is DJ Dallas's year. Have you it considered is interesting that? that people are taking DJ Dallas but not Kenny McIntosh? Um because DJ Dallas does have hey, this I'm not on the position that this is this is Brian. This is <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my stuff, Gypsy. I completely missed Brian taking DJ Dallas. I can't sign off on that. No, this is his year. I'm sure of it. Oh man. What is their running back core? Uh, Walker. Well, and then they drafted Zach Charbonnet uh, this year. So, and then and they also got this guy Kenny McIntosh. But the, the DJ Dallas is a tough sell just because we've seen him get the opportunities um, when multiple backs were hurt, and he's uh, I would consider a below relate replacement level running back. Yeah, that, that's why adding. Um what's it called? Like custom ADPs and rankings Mm. will help. Yeah. Because I'm assuming some people don't even have them on their top, whatever. Right. The biggest thing I'm surprised about is that DJ Dallas has an ADP and Kenny McIntosh doesn't. That's why all the underdog drafters would have been gal braining the rookie. Right. And it doesn't know. It just looks at ADP and says Mm -hmm. it's being picked. And also some of these later picks too are kind of, um, a little uh what's the word like biased because it's not really 216 it's just 216 when he gets picked which is rare yeah really more like whatever that would be all the times he doesn't get picked but you let's say consider that 300 mm-hmm. so it's real you know but that's not how they calculate their adp yeah which would actually be helpful if they did they did change that if they didn't cap it yeah um, all right, I'm going to I'm going to let the chat make this pick, guys. So, I'm taking a Colt. Um, the chalk pick for me here is to take Jelani Woods um and just get that double stack with Anthony Richardson. However, structurally, I would prefer a seventh running back. I kind of like Deion Jackson as the the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. The problem is is Deion Jackson's calling card as he could catch a ton of passes. How much Anthony Richardson will check down um, is up to question. Eh, Hole. I like Deion Jackson more than Hole. I do want to get a running back here. The chat, we got two woods, one hole. <laughs> that sounds really, really weird. <laughs> Macintosh for leverage. All right, I said I was going to let the chat pick this one. We got we got two Woods, one Dion, and one Zach Moss. Um, I didn't. Are you I didn't pull pissed off that um, DJ Dallas isn't available? <laughs> I was. That would have been the bow on this team here. Let's see. And Brian uh, rounding it out with Kareem Hunt here. Um, all right, Brian. Let's two Woods, one hole. Let's uh let's recap how our our buckets finished out here our teams brian you had joe burrow and geno smith at quarterback joe mixon deandre swift kendry miller ty chandler dj dallas and kareem hunt at running back wide receivers jamar chase t higgins dk metcalf Jamison williams juju smith schuster adam Thielen, marvin mims rashid shahid tight ends kyle pitts and evan ingram this makes so much sense brian because i feel like structurally your draft capital uh looks like it was all allocated wonderfully the only quibble I really have is the DJ Dallas pick. That that's mm. the only thing I can truly poke holes in. Otherwise, this He's looks fine. Two touchdowns guaranteed week 17. <laughs> Just why? I mean, it, only only Brian would run so pure that Zach Charbonnet <laughs> and uh and Kenneth Walker would both get injured, and then it's just the year of DJ Dallas. 0.001% owned in Best Ball Media. Brian just heading to the bank. Um, so what did your your draft buckets end up here? I'll pull yours. What I get two, five, one, and two, um, which is what I want basically. Besides tight end, but like I said, tight end is is 
is a prickly pear, Pete. Like it'll, uh, <laughs> you get, if you just pick, if you pick a couple decent tight ends, you're getting up there pretty quickly yeah. in, in the buckets. So like, it's really like, if you have decent tight ends, you're going to be in one, two, maybe three. And then everything else is just like three or four shitty tight ends. Did, did I break the bucket system? I'm in bucket five, but the low threshold is 127 and I didn't even get to the low. Am I technically in bucket six for running back? That is low. I didn't even need that. I think, yeah, you have to ask Leone what happens when you don't even meet his bare minimums. Bucket six, bros. Let's go. Uh, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you're just like like lower than expected capital spent at at running back than than he would want based on last year. (laughs) I'm actually going to get a sternly worded email from Michael Leone. I would much prefer you found a way into bucket five while completing your drafts. You only needed <laughs> 10 more points. Uh, um, well, let me see. What's who's your tight ends? Uh, my tight ends. I went three. So I got like okay. one early Dallas yeah. Goddard and then two super late. Right. And then you're and the, and then you still got in the bucket three. Yes. Right. So like, it's like you're taking bucket four is some, is like, is Dumpster like diamond. three punt tight ends. Yes. And this makes sense. So target B2, like I was going to push my quarterback to like later, like I had um, lots of outs for a Brock Purdy, um, a Sam Howell, you know, I could have done anything late there. And I think that would have gotten me into the quote unquote optimal bucket, but I couldn't pass on that sweet, sweet Richardson 20 pick fall. And then I end up bucket one still for wide receiver. Um, and yeah, just a smidge light. I do think if I could flip one thing, it was having a running back. I really liked, um, other than that third tight end, but I really couldn't find one. What's your wide receiver correlations. Did you get any? Yes, I'm doing pretty good on the correlation. So I have the Jalen hurts stack with Devonta and Dallas Goddard bring back with Rondell Moore in week 17. I have Anthony Richardson stacked with Alec Pierce bring back with Mayer in week 17. I have Dotson and Brandon Ayuk correlated in week 17. No correlations for Cooper Cup, who's too good. He doesn't need correlations. And no correlations with JSN either. No Pittsburgh players. All right. Um, Let's see. Matt predicting the stat line. DJ Dallas, week 17, 2022, seven carries for 43 yards, three catches for 55 yards. There is a chance. Yeah, two tutties too. Don't forget that. I'll never forget. Um, Sam was in this room, got sniped uh, with Stroud. Otherwise, I put together a sexy team this morning. What time zone are you in, Sam? What goddamn time zone is it this morning? Hmm. Um, So for people, if you guys want to get the draft caddy, so you get the overlays, you get the draft capital buckets, you can also get the suggester, um, and you can even bully the suggester and not take DJ Dallas if you'd like. Um, that is all available at the You can get a two day free trial. If you just want to test it out, see how you like it. Otherwise, um, you can get a monthly subscription, Brian, anything else I'm forgetting. If people want to get in the draft caddy streets. No, no, we're still working on it. So any suggestions, send them in the discord or whatever. Yeah. And maybe we'll, we'll update them. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I meant, sorry, I meant to answer this earlier. Any weekly winners content? Yes. So um, on Monday, I'm going to be guesting on ADP chasing. Uh, the millionaire Karain is out. You know, apparently he gets to like take a long holiday or something because he won uh, $2 million. Um, so I'll be on there. And we are going to open up the show talking about weekly winners strategy with Davis and Sam Sherman. And then I think maybe maybe on maybe I'll do a little bit longer stream on Monday. I'll do two best ball mania drafts. Maybe we'll tack on a weekly winners. But yes, don't worry. We will do some weekly winners content. Brian and I can mix it in as well. I actually think the draft caddy will come in pretty handy, Brian. We should actually think about what displays would be optimal to have for the weekly winner. Maybe we could make some default stuff for that. Um, we should go in the lab thinking about that for yeah. which overlay stuff you'd like for that contest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't thought about it enough. I need to mull it around. Yep. Um all right, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out, but I think there's some fun stuff we can do there. Um Brian, I was listening to you on the Takecast uh the other day, very fun episode. If you don't get enough uh political talk around lulls, you guys can go learn about uh RFK and um the domino theory and and all of that good stuff. Uh anything else people should check out, Brian? 
Oh, that's it. I think um, unless we got MMA this weekend, then I'll Ooh. have some projections and ownership projections for free on 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 my site. Very nice. Um, for me tonight, uh, eight p.m. Uh, randomizer draft. Oh, do you have some? Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, uh, our podcast too. We have podcast audio for this. Um, that we're gonna about to hit a hundred thousand downloads. Let's go, baby. The bucket boys about to hit a hundred K. You love to hear it. Um, we, we also might have a fun show next week. I, I'll tease it like this. Someone in the DFS space slid into our DMS with some new DFS gossip that has not been leaked or mentioned anywhere and was interested in coming on the show and talking about it. So that might yeah. materialize by next week, Brian. I, I, I don't want to ruin it, but his name's Bryce. He just got fired already. <laughs> No. <laughs> Bryce has not reached out to talk about his big uh, Red Pure edition. Um, I was just going to say my two things for tonight. Randomizer draft with Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers. That will be at 8 p.m. Been putting together the prompts for that. That's going to be very fun. And then Best Ball After Dark tonight with my old pal Adam Levitan from ETR. If you're a YouTube member, you'll get access to that. We're going to have a few drinks, a few laughs. I want to learn about all these tennis bets, prop bets he's been training for, and who knows, maybe we will twist his arm into a best ball draft as well. And then that'll be either draft 74 tonight, but no matter what, my 75th draft will be on Monday. I am doing a show uh, before the 4th of July, so you can come celebrate with me as I hit the halfway mark, Brian, on this streaming journey. Wonderful, Pete. Um, all right, guys, uh, have a great rest of your week. Brian and I will be back next Thursday at one 30. We will, uh, we'll let you know what we're cooking up for you. Maybe some more of that DFS gossip because you know, these best ball streams will do decent. Brian, you know, we'll be in the 2,500, 3k range, but we got to get back to that, that 8k Chris Randone, 9k, you know, uh, uh, hoop yeah. kind of numbers. That's where we really, can you, can you put a word in that ETR? Maybe they'll fire somebody. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We, we can break the, we can break the news on that. Michael Leone let go uh, for not sending. Um, <laughs> we'll just make it up. Bucket evils. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, guys, have a good 4th of July. We'll see you. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.